the biggest thing for me too, is that I just feel so much more aligned and, and like I'm owning who I am, which Mm -hmm. is, is incredibly freeing. And like, you know, like that's really magnetizing too. So like, sure. It's going to make some people be like, Oh no. But then the people it's a yes for are an even bigger. Yes. Hey babe, welcome to the sales and social podcast. I'm so freaking excited that you are here with me today. Are you ready to simplify your sales and learn to sell in a way that feels good, but also brings you in more consistent cash? If you find yourself feeling like you're doing all the things on social media, but it's not converting, you feel like you have inconsistent cash months, but you desire more reoccurring revenue. And you just want to sell in a way that feels good without feeling salesy and also have a lot of fun on your journey to entrepreneurship. You are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jillian. I'm your sales queen and your soon-to-be podcast BFF. 22 years in the corporate sales space, losing my job during the pandemic, having no freaking idea what I was going to do, but knowing that I had a God-given talent for sales, I quickly shifted to the online space, where I have not only been able to grow my own personal business from zero to 500K in just 18 months with nothing more than a Zoom link, a paper planner, and a whiteboard, I've helped hundreds and hundreds of others scale their businesses, and explode their sales. So grab your beverage of choice, a pen and a paper if you're anything like me, and let's dive into today's juicy episode. What's up, babes? Welcome back to the podcast. I am so freaking excited today because I have the one and only bombshell Lauren Salon on the show today Mm -hmm. who's going to rock your world. Lauren, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do. Thank you so much for having me. I, I like that intro bombshell. Yes, I mean, yes, you are yes. like the sexiest person I know. I'm not going to lie. Well, I receive all of that. Thank you. <laughs> um, so a little bit about me. I mean, as I'm sure so many listeners are, I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I own a PR and marketing agency where I support entrepreneurs in getting more strategic visibility. I work with a lot of heart-centered female entrepreneurs, actually, in the mindfulness, spirituality, personal development, entrepreneurship, health and wellness space. Get a lot of people on podcasts, as you know. And I also, I this past year, started another business all around divine feminine embodiment. So supporting women in really... Well, supporting women who used to be very stuck in or still are very stuck in their masculine energy, that overachieving workaholic control freak, maybe some worthiness stuff going on. So supporting women in harmonizing the divine masculine and divine feminine and really showing up in the world as the fullest expression of themselves with confidence, like embracing all sides of ourselves, including the sexy side too. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just really like that intersection of embodiment, emotional intelligence, confidence, self-expression, all of that. I love it. And I love it because I've actually known you now for a little over two years and I, we met inside of a mastermind and I really like, I've seen it. Like I've watched Mm. it kind of evolve. I've watched it kind of grow from being this like you know, this like business boss woman to really just kind of like evolving into this, just like sexual, like being in this boss on this other side. So has there been like a big shift from like the business side as you have kind of like fully stepped into this? I mean, has it affected business at all? Or has it just been like, I am who I am and I'm going to show up now in this? Because one of the things that I know from sales is that people are so afraid to 
authentically show up. And then you have someone like Lauren who runs this business and is showing up like in this totally different energy. So let's talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, my, so much of my life, I had a very like complicated relationship with my sexual energy, sensuality, all of that. I have gotten attention for how I look since I was, since like, as long as I can remember, right? Mm -hmm. Like positive attention, negative attention, wanted, unwanted, neutral, appropriate, inappropriate, all of that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so as I grew up and even like into adulthood, you know, I'd be like, oh, I know this is like such a power of mine, that magnetism, that sexual energy, but also had a lot of shame around it. And a lot of like, oh, well, I can't like, you, you know, that conflict of like, well, you can't be like pretty and smart. If I mm-hmm. like, I can't show that I'm sexy and also successful. Right. So for a long time I was like, oh, well, I have to choose. And I used to do a lot in, in the fitness space, like, mm-hmm. like you. Right. And so mm-hmm. with that, you know, it was like, oh, well, if I'm going to be in fitness, then I'm showing my body a lot. So I am like, so in that direction. So it's, it's for a long time, been that like tension mm-hmm. and in 2020, you know, with so many things, right. In the same, like two month span, one month span, even I could say I decided to end my marriage, mm-hmm. five-year marriage, 10-year relationship. My PR business momentum really took off. COVID happened. Like all of that happened in the same, like very small window. Mm -hmm. And that catapulted me into a whole new level of growth, healing, all the things. And a big thing for me was around my worthiness, owning my voice, like being fully expressed, like being like owning my truth, all of that. And so I just for myself started showing up more unapologetically Mm -hmm. and I was really scared actually a lot Mm -hmm. to be like, oh, if I'm like showing up way more raw or if I'm being more polarizing or more unfiltered, whether it was with sexiness or just like swearing or like sharing more of my unfiltered opinions, whatever it was, I'm like, oh, I'm going to alienate people, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, like, people aren't going to like this, but like- Are they going to want to hire me? Are they going to take me as serious? Exactly, Mm -hmm. exactly. Like, oh, if my clients watch me and I'm saying fuck all the time, right? Right. Like, uh uh-oh, you know- Or if I'm in like lingerie in a bathtub, are they going to think they can trust me with their business? Exactly. Are they going to think I'm a professional, serious human, right? Right, And what I have seen is not only has, as I've stepped into that more, my- business growth has continued, right? Mm -hmm. And that momentum has continued and the time and the energy I'm spending has gone down, right? So like, that's the kind of like shift we like to see more results, less effort, right? I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I also feel so much better, like so much less overthinking. I'm like, that's, that takes so much energy. So I'm much more myself, much more embodied, feel more free. And it has also attracted more people that I actually like, am more excited to do business with, to be friends with whatever, because they're like, Oh, that's my kind of women. Like, I love like that. She like gives no fucks. I love how embodied she is. I love how she just like, just shows up like fully. And I've had clients hire me who are like, yo, you really trigger me for X, Y, Z reasons. But I think that's because like, I want to step into being more unfiltered or whatever it is, or like more expressed and all of that. So yeah, I'm sure there have been plenty of people who haven't hired me mm-hmm. or who have unfollowed me because I've stepped more unapologetically into myself. And that's fine. 
because I probably wouldn't have wanted, like it wouldn't have been a, my most favorite client experience either. Right. Yeah. And so it has not like, yeah, it mm-hmm. hasn't really affected things negatively from my perspective, because I'm, I'm still like, I still get clients on the PR side of things. Mm-hmm. Right. And like feel and, and the other business, right. My women's embodiment business, like that's growing. And so the biggest thing for me too, is that I just feel so much more aligned and, and like I'm owning who I am, which mm-hmm. is, is incredibly freeing. And like, you know, like that's really magnetizing too. So like, sure. It's going to make some people be like, Oh no. But then the people who are like, it's a yes for are an even bigger. Yes, absolutely. So, so many people have a hard time running one business or getting one business off the ground and making it successful. How are you managing multiple businesses? And especially because they're so different. Yeah. And it's funny. Cause I actually like started two businesses, new yeah. businesses and you have gear. I mean, you have, you have a lot. Oh yeah. I'm even wearing a sweatshirt. Yeah, right now. I know. Yeah. So the thing about that is like, I'm somebody who, I mean, it's funny because if I look at all my like personality assessments, like every single one, like not even like all the ones, it's very much like, oh, you have like 5 million ideas and you don't really love to follow through on, on that many things. I'm like, yes, yes, this is accurate. Right. So I've always been more of a generalist, right? Like I like to do, I have always had so many interests, a lot of different skills, all of that, which for a long time in my business made it really hard to niche down. Mm-hmm. I like, it like felt suffocating to me. Yeah. And then in 2020, I was like, okay, you know what? Why don't we fucking try this? Because like, I'm not seeing the results I want to see. So like, I don't, just because I niche down right now on this. And the, at that point it was my PR business. I'm like, doesn't mean I have to do that for the next hundred years. I'm like, no, go for it for three months. Mm-hmm. see what happens. Right. Yep. And, and so I did that, saw beautiful results from that. And then really committed after that to like for one year, not really doing anything new. Mm-hmm. And that was challenging for me from like an interest perspective, but I also very much saw the results in a very big and very new way, which I was like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And then those results create the time and space and freedom to like add new things in, right. And add other things in. And so like, I'm someone who like every six months, I want to be doing something different. Mm -hmm. And so I've actually this year been stretched a lot in that way, because with my PR business, like I've had a lot of time this past year where I'm like, Oh, I love it. Mm -hmm. I'm really good at it. My Mm -hmm. team kicks ass. Like it's really doesn't take a ton of my time and energy. Kind of rinse and repeat. Yeah. And it's been the, like, I love it, but I don't feel in love with it feeling. It's just just kind of running and it's making its money. Yeah. And I'm like, you're not like lit up about it. Right. And so in the past I would have been like, well then fuck it, I'm done. Right. And then more mature entrepreneur me (laughs) this past year is like, okay, cutting and running, burning it down, just jumping into a new thing, not the responsible decision yeah. to make. And is that what you really want to do? No. Right. And it probably so makes like, a shit ton of money for you. So why, why yeah, run away ex- from it? Exactly. And so figuring out how to continue that, to keep that going whilst being able to create more time and space to do the new things that light me up has been a, like a, a very new challenge and growth opportunity, which has been fun. So I like, 
that's still, so still getting very clear on like, okay, what needs to be done for each business to move it forward, not creating a ton of extra stuff. Cause I used to be the like procrastinate by way of making myself way too busy mm-hmm. when I was like, oh, but I'm busy and I'm doing important things. So it's like, but are you doing important but things? But are you doing anything? <laughs> no, <laughs> you know? So yeah. So sometimes I'm like, oh, these days are for this business or this part of the time, like the day is for this business, but also just getting really clear on what those needle moving activities are and staying really focused on that. And for me too, like, I believe like, cause you're saying like, you know, all these different things, it makes a lot of sense to me, of course. Right. Obviously it has to. And so I like feel that very, like, so much of my purpose here on this planet, just as a human is to support people in owning their truth, like using their voice, living as the most fully expressed version of themselves and making an impact with their unique magic, their unique gifts. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that can look so many different ways. And one of the ways that I do that is linking arms with entrepreneurs to help them get their message out there in a bigger way through PR. Right. Mm -hmm. So if I'm like, Whoa, I love what you're doing. Like, look at what you're creating. Like, yes, I'm enrolled. Let's like get this out into the world in a bigger way. Right. Like, so that totally makes sense for me on that side of things. And then with the women's work and like emotional intelligence, confidence, embodiment, all of that, it's like back, not before, but it's more on just the like individual human level doing that. Right. Like the internal stuff. And so to me, I'm like, Oh yeah, those like make sense together. It's just fulfilling that purpose in a different way. And the really cool thing this year in 2022 is when I was like, okay, I'm not going to just jump ship with my PR business. Right. Mm -hmm. But how do I make that feel more aligned? How do I make that more fun and exciting for me? And it was to be like, okay, well, if I'm stepping into more of this direction with the women's work Mm -hmm. and embodiment work, like how cool would it be to have most, like all my clients on the PR side, be those kind of women. Right. And so that was so much. And so I set that intention and then literally like had like five new clients in one month who were all exactly like that. I'm like, Oh, you're like, this is how this works. Ask and you shall receive. Cool. And so now even more, there's Mm -hmm. so much more alignment. Cause I'm like, Oh, these women are women that like I would, that are doing that kind of work also. Mm -hmm. And so like the podcast that my team and I are getting them on our podcast that I would want to be on for that new mm-hmm. business. Right. And so it's, so it's all, all started it's, together. It works really well together. And then, yeah, the other business I started, which wasn't completely the plan was like some real estate investing and like Airbnbs yeah. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Which, yeah, which is super cool. And so that's one that has taken a lot more time and energy because it would been super new for me, you mm-hmm. know, and it's, you know, anytime we're new, learning a new skill, I'm one of those people that's like, I'm not so I'm not amazing at this. Like in the first week, what the hell? And, <laughs> and so it's taken that one's like a lot of learning and yeah. And so that one's a little bit more on call, I guess, but the beauty of my schedule with both of my businesses is I can be like, Oh, I need to like drive up to, I live in LA. I need to yeah. drive up to Santa Barbara to like do some stuff on that property up there. Like, okay, I can do that on Friday. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. I can scoot things to be able to like, not, not take the day off. Right. But to be able to be doing like the in-person like type of stuff or whatever. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I'm like still feel like figuring out the balance, but 
it's working and it's, it's working and it's fun. That's awesome. So I just had our friend, Chris Harder on the podcast last week, and him and I were talking about how audio podcasting is still such an important place and such a yes. huge lead generator. And I know yes. for me, I'm always talking to my clients about getting on podcasts, how it's so important for leads, for visibility, all of those things. So for someone who owns a PR agency, why is this so important and it's not dead and continue to pitch yourself on podcasts? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, in the last two, the podcast space has been growing for a while, but especially the last two years, like with COVID and everything, because everyone, you know, people had more time in their hands, they're getting plugged in, like all of that. And so a lot of new podcasts were launched and then people had a lot more time to listen to podcasts too. So the podcasts have been growing a lot the last two years and further than like beyond that. And looking at it from like as the media space as a whole, because I, I like to say like my team and I do traditional PR and new PR. So traditional would be more like online publications, print, TV, that kind of stuff. New PR would be things more like podcast interviews, social media collabs, influencer stuff, that. And I think, or what I've seen, right, the more traditional media space has gotten a little sloppy and chaotic the last mm -hmm. two years, right? Like, I think there's a lot of room for journalistic integrity to come back. And it's just been like chaotic and yeah. messy. And, and that's like, oh, we'll get you in this magazine for X amount of dollars. That's what you're talking about, right? No, like I'm, I'm talking about even like, that's all actually like good point. I'll talk about that in a second, okay. but I mean, just like publications that used to carry a lot more credibility okay. that like were publishing crap or publishing stuff that then ended up not being true and like quietly putting a retraction or quietly making a correction. So just like really, I feel like the, like the more traditional media space got sloppy and, and like very sensationalized too. Okay. And like almost like tabloidy energy. Yeah. Right. And okay. so even like publications that used to carry a lot more weight and authority and credibility, like weren't as trusted. Mm -hmm. Right. And two, like different PR outlets, right. A podcast versus a publication, like those serve different needs. Mm -hmm. So there's a different like ROI for mm -hmm. each of them, but yeah. So saw the credibility kind of you know, waver a little bit with a lot of the more traditional media space. And we also saw so many people craving authenticity as a result, right? Craving connection, craving intimacy, because we'd all spent so much time behind screens and all of that. And the podcast space, right? When like, it's, you're talking like you're, you get to sit in on someone's conversation, right? That feels like just like a normal, like, conversation that two friends are having. And so many podcasts are, are like not highly edited and everything. And so people get that authenticity, that intimacy, that connection so much more from podcasts. And so that's, I think why they've grown so much too. And also why there's such a powerful conversion tool and powerful way to market is because you have that elevated authenticity, elevated intimacy. So the listener is going to feel more connected mm -hmm. to whoever's talking, feel more emotionally connected. Right. And, you know, mm -hmm. like with sales, right. I don't need to yeah. say it. Like we, we make decisions based off of our emotions mm -hmm. and, and so people are going to feel that more with the podcast and you also get a 
multi-dimensional experience, right? Reading an article, you're reading it. You don't know tone. You don't know the like flavor exactly, right? Like you can get a sense of it based on the writing, of course, but when you get to hear people talking mm-hmm. and then so many podcasts have video components too, it makes the experience that much more impactful. And what I've seen too with clients is like, we have so many more clients and myself included getting people sliding into the DMs, applying for programs, whatever, based off of podcast interviews than we do from like an article in Forbes. Like people yeah. are like, oh my gosh, I heard you on so-and-so's podcast, blah, 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 you know, mm-hmm. rather not like, oh, I saw you in Business Insider. Oh, I saw you on Forbes. Yeah. Like that's not happening very much. And again, they serve different purposes, but we're seeing so many more conversions on podcasts. And if you want to practice, like be speaking and doing that kind of stuff, it's podcasting is a great way to practice as well. No, but what you were saying about the like pay to play media, like that has increased like crazy, right? So even also in bigger publications, more well-known publications, like, (laughs) oh, sure. You want to be in this publication? Okay. It's $2,500, $1,500, whatever it is. Right. And so it's, that's essentially ad space, right? It's not, that's when it shifts from PR to advertising, Mm -hmm. right? but it's like a sneaky, you know, there are a lot of, I'm not going to say the name because I think they're like, actually they're doing like a really beautiful publication and stuff like that, but there's a big publication Mm -hmm. going around right now. That's been getting really hot. And like so many people that you and I know have been like on the cover in it featured all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm like, wow, that's so cool. Come to find out literally every single placement in that publication is paid. Mm -hmm. It's all paid. Would you pay for it? Would you pay to be in things like uh, that? It depends. So Mm -hmm. that, so it's not a hard no, like I don't, it's not a hard no for me. So when deciding to pay for that kind of stuff, typically I'm not like, I'm not going to do paid stuff for clients pretty much ever. Yeah. Sometimes we do, but in deciding to pay, like do go the pay to play route, I would, you want to know, okay, is that logo, is that name of that publication, something you really want to have, right? Like, yeah like a Forbes, uh, you know, whatever it is, like, I'm just using Forbes. So it's like top of mind, but like, it's like, okay, is like, how important is having that logo on your site or putting it in your IG bio? How important is that to you? Okay. Then like maybe pay for it if you want. Right. Mm -hmm. But knowing that the visibility you get from that article, right. Like that, it may just be for the logo. You, you, you know, might just be paying for the logo, like nothing right. Else. You may yeah. not get like a ton of traffic from it. And then similarly, like with, with the magazine that I'm talking about, like, uh, that I mentioned, like it's literally all female entrepreneurs in yeah. the personal development coaching space, all of that. And so for something like that, where this publication, like I've seen them around a lot and a lot of big name women are mm-hmm. on the cover in it, whatever. And so that's something to be like, okay, like, one, do I want to be in, in that company, right? Mm -hmm. Like in in the company of those women, like likely a a strong, yes. Right. Like to be associated with the women that are in that publication also. And then thinking like, okay, what is this publication's reach? Right. Mm -hmm. So how many people are downloading, purchasing that magazine so that you know how many eyes you're getting in front of, and if it's worth the investment. And then with like that one in particular too, because again, they have so many women who pay for spots in that magazine. It's like, okay, is the caliber of those women again, that I want to be surrounded by and knowing too, that they're going to promote it as well. Yeah. Right. So it's like, 
in that situation, like it may not be a terrible idea to get in that if like, you know, who's on the cover and they have a huge following and they're going to yeah. promote the crap out of it. Yeah. Like right? if Elena Cardone's on the cover, Hey, I kind of want to be Yeah, exactly. So it's not always a bad idea if it's for the, for like little publications that you've never freaking heard of. Don't yeah. bother paying. Don't yeah. bother paying. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. You guys heard it here first from Lauren, guys. You heard it from Lauren. <laughs> so Lauren, one of the last questions that I, well, first last question is one, how can people work with you? I know you have a lot of things going on, but I want to give you the time to help people. How can people work with you? Absolutely. So on the PR side of things, I have a full service agency, full team, all of that. We do like hybrid, more traditional PR packages. So publications, podcasts, speaking, that kind of stuff. I also have podcast tours that we do for clients. So getting clients booked on a ton of podcasts, whether that's in a short period of time, kind of like a sprint for a launch or something like that, or for ongoing awareness over a longer period of time. So podcast tours, we're doing a ton of those right now, which is super, super fun. So those are our done for you PR options, and we can create custom stuff as well. And then on the coaching side of things, the women's coaching, I take on like a very few one-on-one clients, but I also have programs on divine feminine embodiment, self-expression, sexual energy, intuition, confidence, like all that kind of stuff. I've got a, and so for the programs, I would say just like pop over to my Instagram to see what I'm currently offering. I also have a lot of free stuff as well on the PR side and the women's coaching side. And then I also have a monthly women's membership called club big queen energy that has trainings. So monthly trainings and monthly like Q and a support with me. I'm trying to think what else. Yeah. Those are the things. Yeah. Lauren's got so many great things. If you guys are not following Lauren, definitely make sure you start following her. We'll definitely drop her information in the show notes, but she's absolutely amazing. She's awesome at what she does. And if you are listening to this episode right now and you're struggling with even the confidence side of sales, like reach out to Lauren, like her confidence is just off the chart and definitely get to know her. Lauren, thank you for being here today. One, it was great to see your face and just be in your energy for the last 25 minutes. And I just greatly appreciate you and your time today. Thank you so much for having me. This was super fun. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sales and Social Podcast. If today's episode has you fired up and you loved it, could you do me a huge favor and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or take a screenshot and share it on social media and don't forget to tag your business bestie. And while you're there, connect with me on the gram at the Jillian Murphy. I'm on a mission to change the mindset of sales. I want people to love sales because the reality is sales is the foundation of everything you do. It's how your business generates revenue consistently. So show up and be unapologetic about selling because once you fall in love with selling, babe, sky's the limit. So I'll catch you on the next episode, but until then, feel free to slide into my DMs because I cannot wait to get to know you better.